Thanks, Pete. I find it curious that Pete, like, called me to invite me to, to do this in, like, July. And, uh, you know, the weather was warm, and I was feeling the sun, you know, and, and it was like, I, I was caught up in the moment, and I was like, you know, yes. I mean, I couldn't believe that I said, I was like, yes. And then last week, I was in Florida, like he was saying, and, and it, was, it was warm. And, uh, and, and so I was, th- I was wondering, hey, hun, you know, I wonder what the weather is going to be like, uh, you know, next, next week in, in Nisswa, Minnesota. I'd never been to Nisswa, you know, and, and so I, I, I found it on my, my phone, which, which was amazing, and and I had to take a double take because it like there was literally like a, a negative like in front of <laughs> in front of the number, you know. And uh, you know, I think normal people they when when they do things like this, they they go to places like Florida, you know, like they they migrate south. And I don't know that they've been doing this for twenty years. I, I don't, you know, maybe they'll catch on. You know, that will will migrate, you know, a little bit further south. Um, but no, this is really fun. Uh, it's really fun to be here. I'm just happy at this moment that I don't have my kids. Amen? I mean, it doesn't feel good. I mean, my kids freaked out. All right, we had eight hours in the car yesterday. I'm going to keep tripping over this. Eight hours in the car uh, yesterday. And uh, I don't know what images I had in my head about that trip, you know, like before I made the trip, but it, it, they, those images did not come to fruition because, you know, like at the first, you know, hour or so, there was this gentle optimism about, you know, this is going to be, you know, better. And I, I needed to kind of prepare some last minute things for the talk. So I'm strategically deciding between, all right, do I drive first? Because I know they're going to be all restless, you know, right when they get in the car, I'm going to try to time it so that, you know, when they're all asleep or watching the movie, my wife wife will be driving, you know, so I don't have to deal with them. I can really, like, none of that happened, like, for eight, eight hours. One of the greatest parts about it was we were getting close to, to Nisswan, we just, or, or no, uh, Brainerd, and, and we thought, Pete said, there's a lot of great places in Brainerd, you know, to either family-friendly and everything. It's like, all right, perfect, we're going we're gonna to get there. By this time, we are literally ready to throw a kid out the window, you know, like, you remember on vacation, they put Aunt Edna, like, on the top and just kind of strapped her down? We were ready to take Asher, which is like my, my one-year-old, about ready to be two. We were just ready to just strap him up there and just leave him, because, I mean, he was just freaking out. And so we're, we're getting into town, and I was like, okay, honey, look up, look up places on your phone, like look up family-friendly places in Brainerd, all right? And so she's like, I'm not finding any, man. I'm not, I'm really just not, not finding any of these places. And I'm like, use your technology, all right? Ask Siri, do something. I don't care. Just, because by, by this time, I am losing my mind, all right? I cannot even think straight. And so she, she's like, fine. She's like, how about Paul Bunyan's, you know? And I was like, yes, like perfect. And I have these visions of the big, huge Paul Bunyan with the ax like in front and, you know, the kids get to do stuff. So she puts it in a Siri or, or whatever and, and we start taking these turns and these turns like are sending us, like I see the city and I see the lights because we're still a little bit far, further off and I'm seeing us like kind of like... <laughs> distance ourselves like from the city. I was like, honey, the city is over there. It's like, I don't know. That's what Siri told me to do. The kids are freaking out, you know, and so I'm like, all right, we got to be there. I almost ran off the road, you know. (laughs) She's laughing because it's almost true. We almost killed our entire family on the way to the family weekend, and I was like, I was like, honey, I don't think we're going, you know, the right way. She's like, all right, fine, I'll call them. So she calls them and everything, and there's this dead silence for the longest time. She's like, honey, I think they're 
are closed, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, no! You know, so we finally made it in. We're in pure survival mode, all right? Absolute survival mode. I, I mean, we didn't want to eat, like, anything really nasty or fast food, but it's like, I will do anything now. So we, we like, are pulling in on fumes emotionally. We have full gas tank, but, like, emotionally, I am running on total fumes. And, and we're like, Perkins, it says family in the subtitle, family restaurant. <laughs> That's going to be like perfect. We, we literally pull in, you know, to, to Perkins. And my one-year-old, who doesn't really say too many words, and I've never heard this word from him before in my life, went, hooray! <laughs> like, he literally, hooray! You know, and then we went in and just traumatized the entire restaurant for like 35 minutes, and I didn't even care. I didn't care. I was like, hey, I've been doing this for eight hours, you know, <laughs> so you're just going to have to get used to it. So I think, I think, uh, I think Joe, like, has, has a few slides that, that have my family on it. Um, is it, yeah, thank you very much. Um, so anyway, yeah, that looks all, like, on, like, yeah, that's, that's merely an illusion. Is that better? Is that, is that a little better? Can you hear me now? I'll just speak loud if you can. So, so this was like a photo shoot that we re recently took. And you know how like, like photographers, my wife is a photographer too, but they, they literally take like thousands of pictures. All right, this is one that we got, you know, from this photo shoot because like one. And uh, there's this glow over Jack. Jackson's the seven-year-old in the middle and, and he just looks like an angel or something. And then, you know, Addie, little house on the prairie with the hat, you know, like over there. And then Asher, that's, He's the trouble, all right, right there. That's the one, I'm just telling you. Do you see that, the beady little eyes? Do you see it? Can you see it now? All right, and he, he's got his, his fists clenched. Like, he's, he's, he's really ready to hurt somebody, like, after he's been asked to, all right, Asher, smile, come on, you know, for, like, 50 minutes. Um, the next slide, I think, over, it's from the same photo shoot, all right? So you can't, we sent this out on our Christmas card, all right? And, and you can't see it, see it very well. But if you look closely, this is not a great image of it right here, but Asher is bawling his eyes out, all right? He has reached the tipping point. He has lost it. And of course, our reactions are great. I'm just like, I'm just going to try to act like I'm happy, you know, with this, because I know that they're still taking pictures, you know, so I have to have like this smile on my face. And Addie, which is totally her, she's like, I do not know what to do, you know, with, with this situation. I'm introverted. I'm slightly confused, you know, by this whole day. And so I'm just going to stare off in space. And then my seven-year-old laughing his butt off, you know, he thinks it's comically funny that, that Asher is losing it. All right. I am literally pitting out my shirt. I have like two, two layers of shirts on. I can feel the perspiration like coming through my shirt because this was not a fun time. All right. And so I am not kidding you at all when I say to be in this room, I don't care if it was flooded yesterday or that it's really humid or that I might pit out again. I don't even care. I don't have my kids with me right now. The KC's, thank you. Yeah, yeah thanks. You can clap at that. The KC's, I, you know, it might take the Knights of Columbus to handle my kids. I'm telling you. They... They need all of the help that they can get down there. So God bless them. Whatever they're doing, you know, 
I just pray for them. Hope they can make it. Um, so family, family weekend, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Once you get over this hump, this is going to be a lot of fun. I was thinking back, I was thinking back on my own you know, childhood, because uh, this is kind of what this is all about. It's about family, it's about kids, it's, it's everything. And uh, when I was five years old, you know, I was born in the 70s. When I was five years old, uh, I got the greatest gift literally ever in, in my life, all right? I got, for Christmas, all right, a green machine. All right, and, and I don't know, who knows what a green machine is? All right, there's a few. I should have like got a picture. But for those who know what a green machine, this is like the developmental successor of the big wheel. All right, you remember the big wheel? Everybody had the big wheels and everything. So it's something that you ride and pedal and it's plastic and all this stuff. But I mean, this is like the BA version of the big wheel. I mean, it is way cooler in every way. Its color is green, obviously, but it had this, you sit back on it. You know those, I don't know you know what those recline bikes, you know, that have the, you know, pedals in the front and everything. Kind of like that, but it sits like super low and it's got this like cantilevered, you know, steering mechanism. You know, it's not like this, over, there's just like two sticks and you do this and it does something with this rear axis, you know, and I'm telling you, if you get that puppy going fast enough, which is the whole point of the big wheel, I'm convinced, or, or the green machine, you get it going super super, super fast, and then just crank it, right? You just crank it to one side, and this thing will just, I mean, it just like, and so I lived on Carriage Hill Drive, all right? We got this at Christmas. Carriage Hill Drive is kind of like this big sweeping drive, and then it kind of levels out right in front of my house, all right? And so I got the big wheel or the, the green machine for, for Christmas, which is a little evil because, my, you know, it's, it's winter, you know, and it's kind of like this. And you can't ride a green machine right now. So we had to wait like five or six painful months so we can pull this sucker out and then really try it. But in the summer of 1977, all right, I spent the entire summer like going up and down Carriage Hill Drive. And the cool thing is my buddy Tom, who was also five at the time, he got a green machine for his like for Christmas and because our parents were in cahoots or something. So like it, it was just glorious. I mean, literally every day. We could not wait to get out of the house in the morning so we could go up and down and up and down. So we'd go way up at the top and we'd speed down and we'd get in front of my house and that was the point where you crank it. And then we'd just, you know, just spin out into the front yard. And I'm sure that we just ripped up the grass and my dad was really happy with us and everything. But there, there was nothing that was greater when I think back in my childhood, like nothing made me happier. Nothing made me so happy, all right? And so when I was walking up, this is a true story, that seven, 1977 is five, I was walking back up Carriage Hill Drive you know, to, for another you know, round. And, uh, and it was this beautiful sunny day and there was blue sky and I stopped and I said, Tom. And he said, what? And keep in mind, we're five. And I said, I always want to be five years old. Like I had this moment of perfect clarity about my life that this right here was the best. Like it was so safe and so fun and so exciting and a little bit dangerous and slightly edgy and it had a green machine involved, you know? It's like you cannot get any better than that. You can't get any better. And I, for some reason, in my five-year-old mind, I knew it. I knew at that moment. I always want to be five years old. 
And I think about it, and I, and I think, you know, what was it? What was it about it? And I, I think that I was totally and fully alive. I don't know, even now, I don't know if have I ever been so alive than I was right, right then. I mean, I had Buddy at my side, rocking the green machine, heading down, you know, Carriage Hill Drive. It was like a five-year-old version of an old Milwaukee commercial, you know? It's like, it does not get any better than this. I mean, if we had cans of old Milwaukee, I'm sure we would have been down in them, you know, at the moment, because this is just perfect, or at least acting like we were down in by a fire. I don't know what it was, but it's like, it was, we were just totally into the moment. And I, I knew at that moment that, that I always wanted to be there. If I could freeze time, I would have. I always wanted to be there in that moment. So here we are at this winter weekend, this family fest. And in many ways, this is what we're trying to recreate and capture for your family. Even for, and not just for your kids. You know, your kids are down there doing Lord knows what. I don't care because they're not here and I'm happy about that, you know. But they're doing stuff that is, that is fun and filled with awe and wonder. But you know something? That's where me and you need to return to as well. Like we get this privileged space, this moment where we can just let it go. We're coming in with so much that's preoccupying our mind and, and kind of preventing us from like fully being here. You got them and I got them. I got a ton, you know. But for this very moment, I can just bracket all of this and I can try to remember what it's like to be absolutely and fully alive. Me as a person, fully alive like in my marriage, fully alive as a parent, fully alive as a child of God. Because quite frankly, I forget over and over and over, I've forgotten what it means. I don't feel quite fully alive. I don't feel those same like feelings for my wife, you know, when she, God bless her, she burped this one time yesterday, like in the car, she's going to kill me for saying this, like, but I'm like, what is that smell? You know, and she's, I know you do it, ladies, all right? No matter how pretty you are, you know, and she's over there like doing one of these, you know, like, which is kind of half laughing and half trying to filter the stench that's like coming. It, it was one of those that came from the deep, you know? It, it was just, it was way down there, like half processed and then just came fully back up like, what is that? She's like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. She, she said, I'm going to kill you, you know? And, and so I'm like, well, roll down the window. So she rolls down the window. And then my four-year-old, stop rolling down the window. She cannot handle it. You know, I learned later, I was like, why was it they were freaking out so much about the windows? Like my ears, I think that they were imploding, you know, her tender four-year-old ears and all that kind of stuff. But in that moment, I didn't feel fully connected to her. <laughs> Our marriage was barely hanging on, you know, like it was, it's barely hanging on now that I'm, <laughs> that I'm telling this story. I can't believe I did that. But uh, we're, we're not fully alive and, and love, I love my kids. I really do. I love them. I love them. And I, I say that multiple times because I have to remind myself 
that I love them. And we want more. And I asked my wife yesterday in the middle of one of these like terrifying fiascos, like, do we really want more? Like, do we, do we know, like we do know where this comes from, right? I mean, like, should we prevent this, you know, from happening? Because it's only getting, getting worse. Um, it's hard having a family. It's hard being married. It's hard, like, living life. And yes, I can tell nostalgic stories about green machines and everything, but life is a little different. And we're going to queue up a video, you know, here of, uh, that really, I, I think, really captures better, you know, what life is really like. It's not like this, you know, Hallmark card. It's not like a Gerber baby commercial where everything is kind of in the soft glow and the baby's just happy all the time. Like, my one-year-old wakes up pissed at the world every day. <laughs> Like, he, he takes it personal, like being alive or something, or, or awake. I don't know what's wrong with him. Like, his name is Asher, which in Hebrew means happy. Total falsehood, you know? At least for the first, like, 45 minutes that he's awake. All right? It's just, it's just insane. So we're going to watch, like, this video. I think, Joe, do you have it que- queued up? All right? You might know who, who this is. But uh, Jim Gaffigan, you know who Jim, Jim Gaffigan is? He's a faithful Catholic person, you know, but listen, listen to him talking about family. We'll have it queued up right, right there. That's that you have right now. No, nope, that's the different video, the other video. <laughs> the black video, all right? So me and Joe are feeling fully alive right now. It's like the sound guy. Can't, there's only two videos. You got it? All right. So, Why would he put that joke in the special? Four kids. Bedtime is a crisis. That's why I'm here right now. It's too hard. They act like they've never been to sleep before. Bed? What's that? No, I don't want to do that. Then it becomes some hostage negotiation, but in reverse. Look, if you stay in there, I will give you whatever you want. I will meet your demands. What do you want, a helicopter to Cuba? Anything. Just stay in there. There's always one awake. Like they're taking shifts. All right, I'll annoy them from midnight to two. Who wants three to six? Now let's lie down and practice kicking them in our sleep. Because my wife has instituted this open door policy where if one of our kids has a nightmare, they're welcome to come in our room and pee in our bed. (laughs) Luckily, that only happens every night. You ever slept next to someone that's wet the bed? Delicious. You're asleep, right? So when you wake up, your first thought is, Oh my God, I wet the bed! (laughs) Then your next thought is, "Ah, It's not that wet. (laughs) I'll just just scoot over a little bit. (laughs) If I pretend to be asleep, maybe she'll deal with it. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even notice that. Hey, while you're up, can you make me a sandwich? (laughs) Thanks, honey. (laughs) Can you guys relate to that, you know? He nailed it. He just nailed it for, for our family. 
doing what you guys do. Like my, my priest at home says, you guys are truly my heroes. Like, because you guys, I don't know how you do it. And I, I, I have this gazed, you know, half-baked look looking back and it's like, I don't know either. I don't know either how, how we get through. It is, it is exhausting. Just the sleep deprivation alone is so hard. Like we are, our oldest is seven. Our kids are not sound sleepers. You know, if you're, if you have a sound sleeper, don't tell us about it. You know, like don't, don't tell us that, oh, when we, the first day that we took our baby home, slept all the way through the night. You know, it's like, just don't tell us about it because they don't sleep. All right. It's like two hours at a time. Our kids asleep. So we've had like sleep deprivation, like for seven years straight. And, and we want more, you know, like, we're, we're adopting the next one because we need to get out of our gene pool, obviously. It's like there's something really wrong with my genes and your genes as far as this whole sleep and sanity thing. So let's just adopt. You know, I'm sure any other combination is fine. Um, it's so hard, but I want to say, say this. But it, it's hard raising a family, but it's also the privileged place where God shows up. I love that, that rich sang one of my favorite songs from Chris, Chris Tomlin of you're a good, good father, you know, because it's who God is. He, he, he talks about us and him in familial terms. He is the father and we are his children. And this is where God shows up. There's a slide that just has a word. There's a, a word, an old Latin word that's used to describe the family. And it's called ecclesioli. It's a, a little church. You ever heard of the domestic church? It's the family. The family is the first place. It's the privileged place. It's the place where God designed himself to be revealed to, to our children and to us. And yet, in the middle of all this chaos and the lack of sleep and the diapers and the working and, you know, the exhaustion and everything, God shows up over and over and over and knocks on the door of our heart and says, I'm here. I'm right here. I'm not somewhere else. I'm not on this, like, retreat, even though that really helps and everything. I'm not in this escape. I'm right, right here. This is the place where you will learn who I am, that I am a good father that you are my son or you are my daughter. This is the place where we learn. And matter of fact, even though we're tired, this is the place where we can become fully and completely alive. Now this morning, if you could have seen us in our you know, cabin this morning, you wouldn't have said that, all right? We, we, were, we were strained and stressed and we were pulling at the seams and everything, but right there in the midst of that tension in the midst of the pain, that is where God is fully present and where we can become fully alive. There's, there's another uh, slide up here that perhaps you've heard. It's from the second century, just a couple of generations like after the disciples of Jesus Irenaeus said these words that the glory of God, the very glory of God is a human person fully alive. That's it. And so the question is, is like, how fully alive are you coming into this weekend? Three quarters of a tank, half a tank, a quarter? 
If I were to be totally honest, and I just was in Florida for a week, I mean, I'm, I'm probably a quarter tank. I don't feel fully and completely alive. So many things that are on my heart. There's so many, I'm, I'm addressing emails and texts like on the way up here, and I'm not fully sure exactly everything that I'm going to say. I wish that I had like a few hours to myself where I can just think without children, you know, because I can't think cogently and coherently with my children in anywhere near me, you know, I, I can't do it. But in the midst of that, God is calling me to be fully alive. So I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful that I get to be here and I get to spend the time with you. And I ask that you would really take advantage of the time, cherish the time, be intentional with this time. If you need the time, then open your heart to receive that first church, the place where, where God wants to reveal himself. It might take a few hours. It might take a few drinks. I don't know. <laughs> Is that allowed here? You know, Okay. <laughs> We brought wine, literally, like to, to this event. And I was like, can we do that? You know, I'm never going to be invited back again. But the family, in many ways, is a life group. You ever heard that as a small, another name for a small group? Your family, that chaotic ball of fire that it is, that is your life group. That's who God gave to you. Yeah, your other life group might be cool and you get to kind of hang out and drink beers and maybe like have a cigar afterwards and it's all cool because you're like away from the kids. But your life group is your family. God, God called Tasha and I together for a reason. Yeah, like she burps from the deep sometimes. But, you know, I am, I am so convinced that she was brought into my life so that I might know God, that she might pull kind of the poison out of me in sometimes painful ways, and then I might do the same for her so that we could be fully alive in Christ. And the same thing with our kids. Now, I'm going to have a word with Jesus when I get up there someday about, you know, did it have to be that painful, you know? Like, did, did Asher really have to be that way? And, but I trust in God's design that, that it really is. Jesus said that the whole reason that he came for, for you and I is to give you life. And he described that life as abundant life, as full life, as complete life. That's the kind of life that I want to give you. And yeah, we're coming in here kind of half-crocked and we're coming in here like totally distracted and your heart's in a million places. All right, he's calling you right now as you sit there. He's calling you into full life. So take advantage of it. So the next slide, uh, and we're, we're almost done after that one, because that's what I said last time. All right, here we go. <clears throat> St. Augustine, I'm a, I'm a huge buff of history. And this, I, when I came across this, I, I loved it, you know, because everybody loves Augustine, you know. But he said this, he's like, you know, people travel, and we traveled. I traveled eight hours. Did anybody travel, like, long distances? Anybody, like, over, like, eight? Did you, is it eight hours for you? No, he, he, he thinks 45 minutes is a long drive. You know, like everybody, we've gone here a long distance to come here and it's beautiful. You know, we haven't even gotten out very, very much because our four-year-old, her nose froze this morning, like just walking to breakfast. She's like, my nose is frozen, you know, <laughs> like it'll be fine, you know, just have this muffin. But like <laughs> distracting is literally the name of the game, just distract. But this is what, what 
St. Augustine said. He said, you know, people travel far to wonder at the height of the mountains and the waves and the long course of the rivers and the vast compass of the ocean and the circular motion of the stars, and yet they pass by themselves without even wondering. You, my friends, you are that apex of creation. You are the one in which God is very, very well pleased. You are the, the one that God wants to reveal himself. You are the one that's going to reveal to the universe, the nations in the universe, that God is here and God is alive. It's you. And if you need a recharge like I need a recharge, you're, you're definitely in the right place. We're going to watch a little bit of a, a video uh, to kind of close and this is my encouragement on the first day, because I know it takes a little bit to get warmed up, you know, to this whole, whole thing. But um, one of the things that we can do, the first things that we can do when you're kind of feeling uh, maybe a little bit far from God, or I'm not feeling like I'm bringing my A game, I'm not totally feeling, feeling alive. One of the first things that you can do is to walk around wherever you are, and we're in this beautiful place, you know, here we, where we can walk, you know, for at least a minute at a time and then take shelter, you know, like so that your nostrils don't freeze. But uh, take time to notice the things that are around you and do this. Be grateful. Be grateful for everything, everything that you see, everything that you feel and hear and maybe even smell, if your nose can smell in this kind of cold, everything from the snow to, to the cold, to your children, to your wife, to the people that you're meeting, to the words that you're hearing, to the struggles that you're having, see it, know it, observe it, and, and be grateful. Gratitude is that first step from going from where you are, wherever it is, to being fully alive. So I, when I saw this video, I was ashamed in a way of how ungrateful that I realized that I was, but I want to encourage you to really be grateful. There's this guy, his name is, is Louis Schwartzberg. Maybe you've seen this before, but Louis Schwartzberg is a time-lapse photographer, and he has been shooting time-lapse photography for over 35 years, nonstop. His reels have been going, have been moving for that long. And what he's been able to see and capture in, in his, his, his photography and in, in, through this video is, is simply amazing. And he, he, it, it's called uh, Gratitude. And in this, this clip on, on Gratitude, he in, introduces kind of a new project that he's working on called Happiness Revealed. And so I want you to, to take a look at this film and think about what it's saying and all the ways that God is calling us to be fully alive. And then the first step of that is to be grateful. Hi, everybody. I feel like I'm at a revival. This is great. It's great to be back in my old stomping grounds of San Francisco. When I graduated UCLA, I moved to Northern California, and I lived in a little town called Elk on the Mendocino Coast. And um, I didn't have a phone or TV, but I had US mail. And uh, life was good back then, if you could remember it. 
Um, I'd go to the general store for a cup of coffee and a brownie, and I'd ship my film to San Francisco, and lo and behold, two days later, it would end up on my front door, which was way better than having to fight the traffic of uh, Hollywood. I didn't have much money, but I had time and a sense of wonder. So I started shooting time-lapse photography. It would take me a month to shoot a four-minute roll of film, because that's all I could afford. I've been shooting time-lapse flowers continuously, nonstop, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for over 30 years. And to see them move is a dance I'll never get tired of. Their beauty immerses us with color, taste, touch. It also provides a third of the food we eat. Beauty and seduction is nature's tools for survival because we protect what we fall in love with. It opens our hearts and makes us realize we are a part of nature and we're not separate from it. When we see ourselves in nature, it also connects us to every one of us because it's clear that it's all connected in one. When people see my images, a lot of times they'll say, oh my God. Have you ever wondered what that meant? The O means it caught your attention, it makes you present, it makes you mindful. The my means it connects with something deep inside your soul. It creates a gateway for your inner voice to rise up and be heard. And God, God is that personal journey we all want to be on, to be inspired, to feel like we're connected to a universe that celebrates life. Did you know that 80% of the information we receive comes through our eyes? And if you compare light energy to musical scales, it would only be one octave that the naked eye could see, which is right in the middle. And aren't we grateful for our brains that can you know, take this electrical impulse that comes from light energy to create images in order for us to explore our world? And aren't we grateful that we have hearts that can feel these vibrations in order for us to allow ourselves to feel the pleasure and the beauty of nature? Nature's beauty is a gift that cultivates appreciation and gratitude. So I have a gift I want to share with you today, a project I'm working on called Happiness Revealed. And it'll give us a glimpse into that perspective from the point of view of a child and an elderly man of that world. When I watch TV, it's just some shows that you just, that are pretend. And, and when you explore, you get more imagination than you already had. And um, when you get more imagination, it makes you want to go deeper in so you can get more and see beautiful things. Like it could, the path, if it's a path, it could lead you, it could lead you to a beach or something, and it could be beautiful.
You think this is just another day in your life? It's not just another day. It's the one day that is given to you today. It's given to you. It's a gift. It's the only gift that you have right now. And the only appropriate response is gratefulness. If you do nothing else but to cultivate that response to the great gift that this unique day is, if you learn to respond as if it were the first day in your life and the very last day, then you will have spent this day very well. Begin by opening your eyes and be surprised that you have eyes you can open. That incredible array of colors that is constantly offered to us for pure enjoyment. Look at the sky. We so rarely look at the sky. We so rarely note how different it is from moment to moment with clouds coming and going. We just think of the weather. And even of the weather, we don't think of all the many nuances of weather. We just think of good weather and bad weather. This day, right now, is unique weather. Maybe a kind that will never exactly in that form come again. The formation of clouds in the sky will never be the same that is right now. Open your eyes, look at that. Look at the faces of people whom you meet. Each one has an incredible story behind their face. A story that you could never fully fathom. Not only their own story, but the story of their ancestors. We all go back so far. And in this present moment, on this day, all the people you meet, all that life from generations and from so many places all over the world, flows together and meets you here like a life-giving water if you only open your heart and drink. Open your heart to the incredible gifts that civilization gives to us. You flip a switch and there is electric light. You turn a faucet and there is warm water and cold water and drinkable water. It's a gift that millions and millions in the world will never experience. So these are just a few of an enormous number of gifts to which we can open your heart. And so I wish you that you will open your heart to all these blessings 
and let them flow through you. That everyone whom you will meet on this day will be blessed by you. Just by your eyes, by your smile, by your touch, just by your presence. Let the gratefulness overflow into blessing all around you. And then it will really be a good day. So that, that movie, that, that clip is so good and so simple and makes me realize like I'm going so fast and I'm always in the future and I'm doing the next thing and I'm not realizing this abundant life that's right here. At the beginning of Louis telling his story, he said, you know, when I was just out of college and I was just shooting uh, this video, I didn't have a lot of money, but did you catch this? I had two things. I had time and I had wonder. Wonder. So I, I need to hear it myself. I want it for, for you. We hope that this is true for you this, this weekend, that you could reclaim this glorious sense of wonder that will reveal God to the fullest, to you personally and in your family. So take, take hold of it. Lord God, we, we ask that you would be merciful to us who are so impatient and so hurried and so blind to everything that you're doing around us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this weekend and this time that we have Infuse it, please, Lord. Infuse it with a renewed sense of wonder. Lord, refresh us in our marriages and in our relationships with our kids, in our relationships with one another. Be with us, O oh Lord, and make us fully alive once again. We ask this in Jesus' name.